for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Four bulls in five days on New Mexico public land. Weather that went from 90 degrees overnight to 23 degrees with snow. Elk and other critters, guys, they just didn't know how to act with all of this. And I bet a whole lot of hunters felt the exact same way. Y'all, what you are about to hear or see if you're watching on the Elk Bros YouTube channel is the live wrap-up straight from our Elk Bros 2020 Elk Camp. We've always wanted you to feel like you were right there with us in elk camp and y'all it doesn't get any better than this you are right there it's the last night the fire is roaring and everyone's in the house so my friends pull up a chair it's cold so you better put your feet right there by the fire turn your volume up just right and welcome to blue collar elk hunting and welcome to our elk camp Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by ElkGrows.com, with your hosts, Gilbert Ornelas and Elk Hunting Coach Joe Gillian. You want to hunt elk, and they live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons, doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Grinders tuning in, thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Podcast. Our goal is to share our knowledge and help you flatten that learning curve so that you too can have some of the very same incredible experiences that have given all of us here at Elk Bros a lifetime of memories. If you like what you hear or see, you can get all of this information plus so much more from our Base Camp Elk Hunting Training Camp the first in a series of online courses from our Blue Collar Elk Academy. Our base camp training camp allows me to use my coaching style and share almost 40 years of elk hunting experiences successfully hunting elk on public lands as well as over 20 years guiding hunters of all ages and experience levels. This course will be like nothing you have ever experienced in concept and structure using success-based coaching techniques that will elevate your confidence and skill sets. Our camp will prepare you specifically from that final moment most in your control, those final minutes or seconds the elk is in front of you, backwards through each step and level, allowing you to see visualize, understand, and relate every coaching point to what lies ahead, the next step, the next thought process, the next success. Because y'all, 
you've already been there. You know what it looks like. By tapping my 30 years of teaching and coaching experience, our camps are developed considering multiple learning modes with text, visuals, audio, as well as video. And Basecamp will benefit those new to elk hunting all the way to the 10 to 15 year vet. So if you are looking for that one thing to help you fill that tag this year, invest in the most important piece of equipment there is, you and your elk hunting knowledge. You can find the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Academy and the Base Camp Training Camp at elkbros.com. That's E-L-K-B-R-O-S dot com. Keep dreaming of the screaming, believing and achieving, and most of all, keep grinding. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Elk Camp. I'm your host of your show, Gilbert Ornelas. We got our elk coaches in the house tonight. We got Leroy Chavez here up on the <laughs> yes, mountain. Yes, we do. He's, right. he's here for last night at Elk Camp. We're so excited to have him. We got your one and only, the infamous Joe Gillia in the house. The, the Venezuelan mafia is here all bundled up. Y'all can see we're here at the yeah. campfire. We got the Pennsylvania cat killer himself sitting over there, Mr. Brendan Houlihan. We got fire right here. This is a first, I got to tell you, fellas. I've been hunting Mr. Jillia for 11 years, and we've never had a campfire. And uh, we had to get ready for this snow, Joe. And, uh, you know, you, you decided to build a an awesome fire pit and uh it's been fantastic it's been a, god, snow. <laughs> 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 thanks, like Manano said thanks god no more snow uh, it's been an epic journey uh you know I'm gonna, we're gonna jump right into this thing uh i'm gonna let joe kind of kick it off and uh we'll start well last time we left you here was day four we're gonna get into day five day six and day seven because i'm telling you it's been epic man it's been an unbelievable shift in the paradigm when we were up here elk hunting, huh, Joe? Oh, it was, it's crazy because, it, you know, really we had, uh, we had a lot of things that we had to overcome. You know, we had to deal with, number one, <laughs> we're out here in hot weather. Uh, bulls are bachelored up. Cows are hard to find. Yep. And uh, it was just a whole different deal. If you were going to bring animals in... You weren't going to bring them in using, uh, trying to bring them in using uh, aggressive calls or, right. you know, uh, any kind of breeding sequence. They just didn't care about that at the time, did yeah. they? No, <laughs> so not at all. It, it was, uh, it was, we had to transfer over at that time to herd talk. Yeah. And by aggressive, you mean fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Because yeah. yeah. you normally talk about yeah. being aggressive and calling, but not right. necessarily being a fighter. Look, I tell you, even the cow sounds that we were making wasn't making a dent. No. Yeah. You know, you really need the location bugle and herd sounds, bull mews, stuff like that, to, just to get a reaction from right. Joe. But you know, we had weather come in. Ooh, did. And I mean, we're talking about weather that I know you guys were not used to. <laughs> this guy is used to, and he's like, uh, not a well, you what? can tell we're still not here. We're not yeah, look, look at him all bundled <laughs> up here. You can tell who's coming from 10 degrees above the equator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and it's warmed up. Well, well for it's you. all relative, Joe. And, and these right. guys are in their Snuggies over yeah, here, yeah. you know? <laughs> hey, look, y'all. Um, we just want to tell you... <laughs> You should have heard all of us cutting up before we went to the camera. And, you know, I mean, we just got done with an incredible meal. Manano. Um, the, oh, but please correct the, the leader 
of the Venezuelan mafia. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's me right here. Manano put out and Luis, that these guys put out an incredible meal. Every night. Oh, every man. night. Not just tonight, but every night, man. But yeah. it was epic tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was. Wait, you know, the photographs of the... The of food. the coals that he had and the food that was cooking over that and yeah. it was just a heck of a way to end up a, an incredible hunt um we went four out of five this is this is chav's first night up here yeah and uh mm-hmm. it's, so it's, camp is complete yeah camp so is camp is complete <laughs> man right. it, it um it was so weird not having chav here and every single one of us when we got an animal um we're really paying tribute to Chav and, and yep. yeah, and you know, uh, uh, having him here just really completes our our circle. Yeah. So uh, we're really celebrating now, and we're celebrating 2020 in a special way. We're celebrating this hunt in a special way. Uh, our brotherhood is something special. Um, you know, uh, we had these guys lead off Man, with the no kills. Doubt right slam dunk i mean these guys show up and just go to doing what they do best which is really get in the middle of it and never never say die the guys are in shape i mean they're always willing to work hard which man you know look fellas round is a shape so (laughs) i'm in i'm in shape as well okay so uh when when luis when luis knocked his first bull down you know, it was a pretty good pack out. I told him, I'm going to be your pack mule, baby. Just load it up and let's get it on. So but the thing that we love about these guys is they, you know, somebody's down, next guy steps up and picks up. And, you know, uh, we're going to go into day five, day six, and day seven and uh, lead things off. And, uh, you know, but, we left off with the mafia doing their yeah, job, man. But, but in I, the snow, man. I'm talking <laughs> in the snow. Yeah. The mafia goes sleep, and slams them. Weather, exact wind, sleep, wind. Cold. Yeah. It's some things me and, you know, Brendan, never, I have never done, and Brendan has done, tracking elk in the snow. No, I mean, that was, you know, and, and we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah. You know, Gilbert was like, you know, Joe, what's the plan? And I'm like, you got me, man. This is a first. <laughs> yeah. You know, I said, look, hunter, forty years, I this never happened. Yeah. I, I'm I gonna do know. the same thing I do deer hunting. I'm gonna cut track and I'm gonna start working it. Exactly. And that's what we did. And successful. you know, yeah, and we were successful with it. And we found bulls that, and I think we talked about this in the last one that we found urine from a cow that had blood in it. Sure. So we knew cows were going in estrus. Yeah. And Chad had said, you sent that note. He said it was going to be epic. Yeah, I figured yeah. it'd be an epic day. He did, especially after the, uh, you know, it was really hot at mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and that snowfall, you know, I think the temperatures dropped in the mid twenties, right? That <laughs> night, or yeah, even, at least possibly 20, even lower. Twenty three when Ooh. I woke up on my truck, and I think Brendan's was twenty five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Something it, like was that, but... it was really, really cold. These guys went out there and knocked it out. Joe and the mafia got it done. Brendan and I were cutting tracks and and putting moves on bulls. It was it was unbelievable. I've never done that before. I learned a little bit about getting around tracks instead of going in behind them. Uh, so you know, it was process of elimination for Joe and for myself. Well, I mean, you know, if we were if we were doing a rifle hunt, we. Yeah, been, we we'd scored, have been three right? for three but, for sure. But yeah. bow hunting, it was it's Hold tougher to cut deal. tracks and just follow them and. Yeah, what I was most proud of, what I was most proud of, is we were able to run them down. 
you know, and, and that was really cool. We found them in their beds, tried to make a little move on them, tried to call them up, and man, they weren't having it. When they heard that snow crunching, they had us pegged when we come down that hill. Well, and and that's the thing is, okay, we always talk about making lemonade out of lemons. In other words, yeah. whatever your situation is, find a way. Yeah. And, you know, a technique for us, and we always talk about in order to kill an elk, you have to find an elk, right? right. So... The great thing about snow is, man, uh, that track means there's an elk. They and it's so funny. Everywhere. I talked to people, and we talked about it, that guys were like, man, there's, I think you said something. It's like, there was no elk in that area, but after the snow, it was like, boom, boom, boom. It's everywhere. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> everywhere. So, yeah. so They're just not communicating, Joe. You yeah, know, they right? weren't, in that heat, yeah. they weren't communicating. Right. So, um, uh, go before ahead. Before that, we had three hunts where we didn't see or hear an elk. Right. And then we woke up the next day, there's snow on the ground, went and cut tracks, like, oh my God, they're everywhere. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, think that's an important point because it seems like when that barometric <coughs> pressure, when that storm was coming in, it really put a damper on things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it did on us. What yeah. did we start doing? Well, I mean, getting ready. Pre- we started getting ready yeah. for, yeah. for that weather coming. Built a big fire pit. Yep. You can see, we got the fire. Uh, tarps. Yeah, we put tarps the, up. It and, broke Joe's heart to actually do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big load of his yeah. pride. Yeah. So, I, I'm going to tell you a few things that are discovered out of this and things that have to be discussed because I'm a freak about a lot of things. I'm a scent freak, I'm a sound freak. Um, I, I want every kind of edge that there is, right? Yes. And I have not had a shower in four days. And I stay in the same tent with him. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. Vice versa too, right? (laughs) He's going to be happy tonight because I did get a shower today. That's true, we did. You got it hooked up. It won't be me bringing the stanch in. (laughs) So, I mean, point being, you know, it was so important to play wind. No, you know, absolutely. And, you know, we talk about, all right, so we know wind is everything, yep. right? Well, so why do we? Why am I a scent freak? Because again, Try it's about it. mitigating that minimizing, in some way. Yeah. yeah, minimizing so that possibly I can get a little closer in a situation. Yeah. Well, as it, of now, it'd be two miles. By day. <laughs> so I'm it. telling you, man, <laughs> that wind had better be like 15 miles an hour, man. And just oh, in fact, I think when we killed on one of the days, we had a real hard wind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the we day actually, y'all killed Manano's book. yeah, it was a hard well, wind. Mine too. It was this yeah, the storm yeah. coming in, yeah. and yeah. we kind of used that to our advantage. I mean, it was hard to find them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, once we did, and before we start talking about what happened after the mafia i, I want to talk a little bit of, about some of these guys in this group and you're in our camp and you're getting to see us we know that you're going to be watching us uh, um it it, it it makes us act a little different in some ways and i think we're getting more comfortable with it so it doesn't but i, I want to throw some things out here you know we had five guys with tags we went four out of the five same as last year in 2019 um brandon did not score this year and you know he beats himself to death and 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 i and i'm and here's where i am with that and this is for each and every one of you that went out there this year that were not successful okay this is the real world this is the world of survival these are elk that their whole 
life. Their whole job is to stay alive. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. So there is no gimmies. And I want all of you guys out there like these guys do to have goals and to set those goals and understand that goals are not given. Goals are earned. And sometimes we luck into a few things, but that's not going to be the long-term achievements. It's about learning those things. And, you know, Brandon with us, actually in camp with us here, you know, we've had experience before, right? Um, But to be in this elk camp, this is the second year, and there's growth in every year. And I'll tell you, I mean, I see the growth because I look at the little things, right? It's, look, yeah, Joe's the ultimate coach, so he's always looking for the best things in guys, right? And, and I give that to him all the time. And I'm hard on the things that they need to improve. Sure. You know, it comes out. And, you know, I'm going to pat people on the back when they deserve a pat. And if it's not happening, I'm, I'm going to let them know, right? put your foot in your butt. Yeah, right? for sure. But, you know, so I, I tell Brandon down there is he can either, just like I'm telling each and every one of you that did not punch your tag this year, You can either look at that and go, oh, man, I don't know about this. Or you can really take a look at what you can do to make that situation better. And let me tell you this. You can be the best friggin' hunter in the woods and not kill an elk during that five-day, seven-day, or ten-day. Because these animals, it is hunting. And they are creatures that are trying to survive, right? And so they're good at it. They're yeah. amazing at it. But I want you to take a look <clears throat> back because these days, having this day with this guy up here, yeah. the days that we've spent up in the hills, yeah. some of the laughter. Yeah, buddy. Absolutely. Oh, man. Had, had lots Memories. of fun up there on the mountain. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys, you, you, it would be so unleashed <laughs> <laughs> to go there. But hey, uh, it's straight up. It, it, I'm going to tell you right now, it's straight up the big O show i promise you i went straight unleashed up there because i was about to die up on them hills man i ain't lying man this guy look i I love this guy like like my own father man i I truly do like my brother and he will push you so hard you will hear your freaking eardrums your heartbeat in your eardrums man you will see them little them little pins that start failing out of your eyes man and you know i'm battling a little foot injury here i you know i've been chewing advil like you chew bubble gum you know so i could get past this thing i mean nine to ten advil a day with uh naproxen as well i mean we've been battling a few things you know like brendan he's got some nagging injuries too so at the end of the day everybody's wanting to to do what's good for coach you know because we want to please coach and uh i'm telling you he, he he just always expects the very best out of us and i'm telling you when i don't give it to him i feel like i failed but i've been that kind of athlete all my life right. where somebody's had to push me you know and that was cool so you know guys if guys out there that didn't punch their tag i'm telling you man y'all keep working keep putting the work in keep, keep grinding, grinding. <laughs> it took me 4 years to put my hands on my first bull right here right and i'm telling you put my hands on listen i'm i'm not you know I'm not, uh, you know, the greatest archer in the world, but I've killed hundreds of animals with a bow. And when I come up here elk hunting for the first time, everything I learned about bow hunting went down the crack of my butt. 
I ain't lying, man. It was straight up different. And I tell everybody that. These critters are amazing creatures. They know how to stay alive. They cover distance extremely quickly. You know, they, they will make they will humble you. You know, Brendan and I had many, many opportunities in sets that if we just do a few things a little different, we're probably a lot more successful. You know, I, I, I had a mishap. You know, we, Brendan had a mishap. So at the end of the day, we got to learn from those mishaps and keep moving forward. And, you know? and it's always, look, between Chav and I, there's almost 80 years of experience yeah. here. Just between us two. <laughs> yeah. And yet every season we come out, we learn something. Mm, no These doubt. animals yep. always teach us something. And, yep. and I think that's all you have to do is be a student. Don't make excuses for why things don't happen. Right. You look at failure points or look at <laughs> improvement, ways that you can improve. Own it. Make it happen. And then when you get that opportunity again, go out there. And, and, and I wonder, I, I think sometimes, what is the difference sometimes between a human being and a predator that's out there? And you know what it is? If they do not make the kill, they do not eat. They yeah. die, yeah. right? Yeah. For us, for a lot of people, and it should be. It, it is for us. It's a it's a recreation. Sure, sure. It's a it's a a brotherhood. It's a it's a camaraderie. It's special times with special people. Yeah. But if if you are just going to go into it without putting yourself into it, without really becoming a student of the game, you know then expect sometimes you're going to fall short, yeah. all right? And then own it, improve, and get right back out there. Because I tell you what, when I, when I killed my elk this year, it's probably the most emotional I have been in, I don't know, I don't know 10, 15 years. Yeah. And it, that's because there were a lot of things involved with that. I didn't have this guy with me up here. Yeah. I wanted to achieve that goal for the both of us. Um, and when I come up here, you know, Gilbert and I had a first couple of days together. But anytime I have somebody with me, I'm always in guide mode yeah. I don't, and, and not in kill mode. And I almost have to split myself off to go into kill mode yeah. and in my predator mode. And, you know, my whole deal was to, to get these guys rocking. Yeah. You know, and uh, and, and you it, did that. And, and I, I, like I said, guys, just picture this: first two days, me and Joe are together. We call in nine bulls, <clears throat> okay, nine bulls, and just for one reason or another, we just didn't have the right set to get an arrow in one of them. Right now, I ain't gonna lie; we got so focused on video and stuff like that <laughs> that a lot of that kind of went to the wayside right you know we really wanted to go find elk for the guys coming in yeah and have a, have a plan where we knew we were going to be able to find some elk and stuff like and we did that when I mean, we found where we needed to be and when this weather blew in it was like somebody flipped a switch and these elk went absolutely bonkers and it became man. the mafia show it did it, it became <laughs> the it became the mafia show Can't, these guys knocked their bulls down and got on the camera and went to work with all of us and it was 
so cool i got to have manano with me for the first time on a camera shot and it was awesome i mean he worked so hard and does a, such a great job with the camera same with luis luis got to spend time with joe <laughs> capture capture all of that okay capture all of that that joe did you know you can talk about A and B. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please do. Yeah. Please do. These guys. These guys are so awesome. But it did. It became the mafia show, man. They kind of ran things. Yeah. And, and when Brendan and I ran into our little deal on day five, where we were not able to to convert for Joe. You know, Brendan had a bull walk in on him. I had a bull walk in on me. Uh, and then when Brendan's bull boogered, I actually stopped him, thirty four yards, drew back can't see through my peep i'm like what is going on here you, you know, know it's Just funny because you guys go day four or five and it's like it all kind of jumbles to yes. me right you know right. and yes. so i you got almost talk about the incident and i just now realized which one you're talking about we called that bull in over the burn over there yeah. and uh uh, was coming and you guys two, were in the setup, right? Two, two bulls, bulls came in, two right? Two bulls, yeah. brother. Two, two bulls came in. Yeah. And and you weren't sure how it was going to walk in, and it ends up walking. I think it <clears throat> did a straight in on you. Yeah. Well, well, no, it did. The first bull went went straight towards Gilbert. It went straight up. I mean, he was about forty yards, I'd say, in front of me, and to my right. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of went straight towards him, stopped and. It either saw you move or it got a, a gust from the gods, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it never got closer than seventy yards, right? Um, and oh, now, and, and it, I and I want to mention this too, though, Brendan, because you know, uh, I, I I've heard you wallowing that you didn't get an elk, right? And and I know how hard you are on yourself, but at the same time, dude, I am so proud that of your standards, yeah. right? Because you've had elk at seventy yards. And you and and you've gone. No, that's not my shot. Yeah. Or you've had elk where there was crap in the way, and you were like, "No, that is not the shot to take." Yeah. So, it's you huge know, growth, brother. Brother. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. huge growth, man. No one, no. So much of it's knowing what you can do is not what you can't do, right? And that that's huge growth. That's a win. Yeah. That's a win. It's huge win. You know, More and and that's a hunter because yeah. now you are honoring the animal. You're honoring the hunt. And, and as long as that's the bottom line, all that other stuff, you know, how many times did we ever talk about winning with our kids? You know, when, when, we, when we talk about the things and the training and the stuff we do, we talk to our kids about the important things in life. Winning attitude takes care effort. of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, attitude and effort. I mean, that's the only two things yeah. you can really control, right? Winning, you can play your best game and, and get beat. And you can play your worst game, and you can win. So winning and losing got nothing to do with with the, the you, other you two. You work on your knowledge. Yeah. You work on your skill set. You work on your calling. You work yeah. on your persistence. <clears throat> you, you do those things. You work on your being stealthy. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. I said that with my wife today, and she's like, "Stealthy? What the heck is stealthy, man?" <laughs> and and really, <laughs> you know, Manano here, and and that's where I was going because I talked about Brandon, but and Manano, uh, Manano has now been hunting with us. For three, three years, actually, years, with, with, the tag, with, the with tag, the tag, three oh, years. with a tag, with a tag for yes. three. Yes, you've been years. with us for four. With a tag for elk, it's been three years. Uh, you had a bear tag, and you guys capitalize on that, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but this guy shows up with no elk tag and works harder than anybody I've ever seen. Absolutely. So, you know, you want you want to get in this set, you've got to follow that kind of lead. Yeah, right? I mean, and you know, <laughs> he is for every tag he's had. 
He's gone three, three in a row. Three, yes, sir. Started with a cow. Mm -hmm. He was ecstatic, man. That was his trophy. Absolutely. And, and it, was. it was a hell of a shot, too. 64 yards, Manono. Yeah, 64, 64 yards. Yeah. Beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. Yes, and, sir. But in, let me tell you something about Manano. Manano, elk hunting is new to him. Hunting is not. Right. And how to be stealthy. This guy's an assassin. No doubt. No you know, doubt. I don't want him hunting me. Yeah. I can tell you right now. He, Hopefully he, I can see him coming. Yeah, I have. Uh, one thing I was proud of is that, and, and with everybody, that uh, that I called a bull in. I called Elkin for you, you, and you. All of us. And <laughs> one shot, one kill. Yeah. Now Manano goes, no, I took two. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a follow up to make sure that the animal went yeah. down. That animal was going to die. It was a, it was yeah, a fatal he was, shot. He was sick. It's a matter yeah. of time. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And and he ended up putting another. One. Now your elk probably died in twenty seconds. Your elk probably died in 10 to 11 seconds, yeah. and I know my elk was down in about 10 seconds, mm -hmm. man. It was, like, unbelievable how that you went guys, down. You guys that have not seen our podcast on shot placement, y'all <clears throat> better go watch it because I'm telling you, we didn't have no tracking jobs here other than uh, Luis's bull, bull, but, we, you know, that was, a, that was a shot that he made that if he doesn't shoot the equipment that he's shooting, we don't recover that bull, mm -hmm. I promise you. And he made a good shot on that bull, double lung. And and Joe talked about this in the last podcast. When you shoot a bull out in the open, it's going to go. Yeah. Right? It's going to try to find the trees it came from nine times out of ten. You shoot a bull in the in the, in the in the woods, and it's going to not do that. Right? Yeah. Your bull went on a big death run, run, you know, a couple hundred yards, and we were able to recover it. Right? Yes. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm telling you, the mafia show showed up, oh. showed out, <laughs> cooked out. Did everything we asked him to do, you know, uh, and and Joe put us on day five, put us in the middle of the elk. It was, it was freaking crazy. <laughs> we leave camp out of that snow. We actually, because it was so bad, we slept in till about eight o'clock. Got up, made tea and coffee, and made a little plan. And Joe said, "Look, we're gonna leave out of here about ten o'clock. We're gonna head up the mountain. It was probably about eleven before we got yeah. everything rounded yeah. up together because we needed to get ready for everything. That's probably as soon as, yeah, might have been. Soon as we get up to one of our little areas that we like to check." It was like a dadgum herd of buffalo coming through there, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, how many times have you ever seen that many elk cross in front of you? I mean, it was crazy. So, yeah, this I, I get the opportunity to guide on private property, and this was on on public land. You know, we come back and and we tell the guys we saw three hundred head of elk go through the country, and Manano's like. How, how many elk? But really, but really, but really, but really, but really, 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 yeah. He goes like really, three hundred, man. I know. <laughs> and then the next day, he got to see that group. I yeah. saw it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it "Oh, it was three hundred, yeah. man." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, had a great no, we, it was. Yeah, and and bulls were screaming. Oh my god! Cows were everywhere. It, it was. Oh, you would have loved it. We dive. You got to hear him tonight, though, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, we got to dive. We dive out of the car. Joe runs up front. He's going to start calling. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to dive below him, start calling and going away from him, try to drag something to him and Brendan. Brendan's kind of paralleling. It was 
It, I mean, it was a wild Chinese fire drill. <laughs> 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 truck was, is on the road. Truck right? is, we, yeah, we didn't I even mean, park the truck. We yeah, just got out. We just got out, <laughs> throwed our packs on, and bailed out. And uh, when I get down below them all, these elk are still coming out. And I'm. it took me a good three minutes to get my pack on and get all my gear on. And I'm, I get below Joe, and these elk are still coming, right? And he's got them the fog is rolling in. Oh, it was on so. Dinner. It was. Uh, it was really. I mean, it was like the 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 giants from the mist coming it out. It was man. so I mean, cool. And and you're you're trying to sneak in on these guys, and all of a sudden you see a body in the mist that, that has spotted you. You know, yeah. and, and you're like, oh man, that's. But it was so cool. It was. And you guys were out. You guys were out uh, on your own at that time because yeah. you guys were filled out, and, and they come back and they were like, Joe. Man, you should have seen all the crap. You should have seen all the tracks. And I'm like, we saw the animals that <laughs> made the those. Tracks. <laughs> <laughs> the tracks. Yeah. yeah, it was. Tracks everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, you uh, know. It, it was amazing. And Joe and I had a talk. And, you know, if we got separated, we're going to meet in the burn. And, uh, you know, we got on a group of bulls. Joe knew some bulls were going up top. Me and Brendan were going to stay with the bulls down below. And that's exactly what we did. I got to calling some bulls. And we ju- I just couldn't pull them away from the cows, you right. know. And we, we had some bulls come and had them about 75, 80 yards. They kind of hung up. We probably needed to make a little bit better move on them. So, you know, close that distance down a little bit because they did have cows. Uh, like Joe says, man, if we can't we can't get in it, we're going to blow it up trying, right? right. Well, and so, I think I think we did on one, right? I no mean, doubt. I think, I think yeah. we we tried to get a little bit more aggressive, and all of a sudden he, I, and he, I, I, he, I think he saw us make a move. Yeah, I mean, for sure. So, I, I think you're right. I, uh, Brendan's right. I think we did get aggressive, and the bull actually saw us, and uh, he probably uh, bailed out of there. But look, immediately after that one, here comes some more, right? right. So uh, we meet Joe in the burn, and we start talking about it, and I mean, we're standing in the burn, and I look up, we're all conversing, I'm like, elk, <laughs> here they come again. Actually, before that, you were, right after we blew the one up, another another big bull started screaming, and you started going low, and I went high. That's right. And you're battling back and forth with this bull, and all of a sudden, it went silent, and you're still screaming. And as, as I'm watching all 300 of those elk Come cross the, the road in front yeah. of me, and that elk had just bailed off with them. I mean, yeah. I'm, I mean, they went 10 minutes single file elk after <laughs> yeah. elk after it elk. It was crazy. Hey, man, make. And finally, we met is... up, and I said, Gilbert's like. He shut up. I'm like, hey, he followed the other 300 elk that yeah. just went off yeah. the mountain. Yeah. Right there. Said, hard, hard to beat there, the live decoy know? thing. Hard to beat the live there. decoy yeah. thing. Absolutely. It's, it's been crazy. Let me make a quick parenthesis. It's been a really long day. Uh-huh. It's already midnight, but before oh, it's, it's midnight one. in Houston, I want to make sure that everybody knows that today is Happy Betos to birthday. You. Happy Betos <laughs> to you. Happy Betos. Happy Betos. Happy Betos. Happy Betos to you. Happy birthday, brother it's Beto. Been a, it's been an awesome birthday. I got to get up on the mountain, talk to my family. Uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to my sister. She got married today. Uh, she knew I wasn't going to be there. She's she's gracious. She knows how much passion I have to be in the woods, and uh, she knows I love her. And 
uh, I'll buy her something nice when I get home. So uh, it's been uh, fantastic. Having a birthday with these guys is like family. So uh, they woke me up this morning in song, and uh, it was a good day. Uh, he kind of grunted went back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did you hear me when yeah. I left this morning, Manana? Yeah, I did. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. As he rode off into sight. Yeah, I out did. of sight. Yeah. I Merry Christmas you. to all. And Manano, good night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But the good it thing you have to be. do uh, birthday bull. Yeah, I got got him done on the on the uh, night the before. before yeah. yeah, on September 11th, got him done. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, leading into that day, right after that, we met up with Joe and Brendan and I had an opportunity. Joe called, called two bulls in. We just had a couple of mishaps that. It generally doesn't happen. Uh, most of the time, my string does not rotate on me, and I see through my peep just fine. Uh, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, but that doesn't happen. And I, so, my, in my preparation, a shot preparation, I never align my peep. Well, my string's gotten a little bit older, and I, you know, I've been shooting quite a bit more, and now it's got some creep in it. And when I pulled that bow back on the on the second bull that came out, I had him at 36 yards. He kind of boogered in front of Brendan. And me being able to call stopped him and right in his tracks. Broadside, 36 yards. That is a slam dunk for Big O, right? And I draw that bow back, shoop, get it back, stop the bull, go to get to my pen, and it is black as night. You can't see nothing. Man, I reach up there with my nose, try to move the pen, still, and the bull boogers again, goes down there. We actually called both bulls back right. twice, you know. Yeah, they just, and at that point. They, they knew the jig was up, yeah. right? I mean, they were like, oh, Something King's X, you know, this ain't a good deal. Uh, we got we got other gals to chase. I'm out, you know. Uh, so I was dejected, man. So what I'm are you really going to do, guys? What are you going to do in those situations? What are yeah. you going to do if your peep side is turned? Yeah. You know, what are you going to do if your pins have moved? A lot of times you're not going to know that until it's too late. Mm -hmm. You know, think about those possible failure points. Do you have something marked so that you know that your pins have moved? Do you know how to uh, maybe use your sight window instead of just your pin for placement for each part, each part of that? Does or, or your routine include the yeah, checking of the peep yeah. prior to actually <laughs> right. drop? I guarantee or, you when you, or when your arrow fell of your strain. It's oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's like, absolutely. Yeah. Make sure we're yeah. not. You know what I thought. Yeah. You've had that happen a few times. Oh. Several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. He's gonna kill me. Yeah. Joe is gonna Joe's kill me. gonna kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please yeah. God. Please God, let this help not oh, see my, yeah. my 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 arrow fall off. But my that's oh, what yeah. I'm telling you, man. That's where he's an assassin. He was cool as a cucumber. He talks about the Veralakis all the time. Yeah. I have <laughs> never seen it. I mean, he gets there, realizes is that and he actually tries he does something that's kind of dangerous very he tries to actually knock his arrows while he's at full yeah, draw don't, there yeah do not do this at home and so he ends up letting down the bull doesn't see it places the knock and goes back again yeah. and as cool as a cucumber makes that shot which was really cool and you know God's helping a little bit. Yeah, look, look I, I just got to tell you guys, if y'all aren't shooting in camp when you get here after, you know, a couple of days of traipsing around through the yep. woods, you're doing yourself a disservice. That's a good Because we traipse but... around 
through some really rough country. Oh, yeah. We might bang our bows off some mm. brush and stuff like that. My, you know, I shoot a six six pin spot hog that's got some wheels on it, mm. and they can actually and they did. They mm. actually got it uh, adjusted. I came out here; it was a little bit low. I don't like my bow to shoot low. Mm. Why? Because when I judge distance, I miss it under. Right, I don't miss it over. So at the end of the day, I want to be able to shoot a little bit high if I misjudge that distance in in distance. Right. right. And most of the time, if I'm looking at it, I'm gonna think 35. It's 40. Right. So Wage. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna leave my bow shooting a little bit high. So when I got here, you know, when I got here the first two days, you know, we've troped there's you know we made some treks through some really tough country, and I I knocked my bow off. You know, so I, I'm telling you, if you guys aren't shooting your bows in camp, uh, you just opening yourselves up. And and look, I'm even when I shot, I had to adjust my pit, my peep because that was part of that routine, uh, my learning routine. So yeah. Joe asked me a question the other night after that happened to me. He says, "You ever shot without the peep like that?" I said, "I haven't." So I did. I shot. I shoot about eight inches to the right if I don't use my peep right so it's just compensating to get the pin over the over the string right so now i know at 30 yards i just gotta aim about eight inches left if i can't see oh that right? makes perfect so, sense yeah. that way you yeah. see the pins yeah. right next to the string yes yeah, exactly. absolutely. and then the or right next to your black peep yeah so you got the black peep right. and then you and make you sure the, the pin. pins are on the you're left hand side sh- yeah, and then you're you just, just gonna kinda shoot right figure so oh that's you, great you move your, yeah, you move your for me okay some guys may see it differently but try it but for me so I had to aim at the left side of the target to actually hit the, where I wanted to be. So That's a great jo- idea. Joe, Joe asked me, he said, you know, I know Gilbert's going to figure that out, and that mm-hmm. won't be a failure mechanism right. next time, right? So to, to I want that to not have to be a failure ec- mechanism either. I'm going to go get my string changed, yeah. and, right, right, uh, right, right. and hopefully that never happens. But I think for me, from now on, that cost me a really good shot opportunity. So. I'm going to rotate that peep every time. Yeah. It's going to be part of my set mechanism, right? Like it was Routine. when I killed my boy. Well, I can tell you another thing, too, that changed thing is we went from hunting in our September clothing and, and yeah. garb yeah. to hunting in winter stuff. I mean, yeah. now we're in thick stuff. We're wearing Total different, different gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, as an instinctive shooter, you know, I came out here and all of a sudden, everything feels different yeah you know so i I actually had to come out there and shoot a few times to see well is this feeling right you know because i'm now i'm wearing a glove that flips to the back side so when i draw i've got something sticking up that i've never seen before and for me as an instinctive shooter i like to look where i'm shooting and i let it fly right and if i notice something else it throws me off because i'm not looking down that tunnel no more so yeah i mean I think when you get to places, you need to try that. When you feel the different temperatures, now you're in different kind of conditions. We were hunting in snow. And, I mean, Manano, you were down in snow for I don't know how long, oh my getting wet. <laughs> and uh, Shaking. Yeah. yeah. I was shaking. I, was, uh, I sat know, in the top of a rock with snow. I got my butt wet. <laughs> yeah. You can say butt. It's okay. Yeah, I know that. It's it. You know, I, I, and I want to talk about the other growth. I mean, at the end of 2020 here, you know, I've got Luis yeah. that from the first time I met this guy as just this enthusiastic, happy-go-lucky, glad-to-be-out-here-adventure type person. Absolutely. I still think he's that same person. Every day. But, but he's not you can see that everything now that's happening is kind of like um if you've ever played your first basketball game 
it just goes way too fast for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, or, or a football game. It's like you, you just can't get in this rhythm. The speed Luis of the game found, is a little different. Yeah, yeah, and Luis has found his rhythm. No doubt. You know, he understands what's happening b- sure, around him. Sure. So, Luis, you Very know, that's cerebral. why I see Brendan where Luis was yeah. at one time, For right? Sure. And I see the confidence in him and, you know, his progress with his calling. I mean, he looks like an elk hunter now, you, you bet, know? You bet. And Look, I'm, I mean, the guy's cerebral hunter, right? Oh, very God, cer- yeah, very so cerebral. Very cerebral. It's <laughs> uh, coming from the guy who talked about geometry? Yeah, man. <laughs> I know what a circle is, boy. That's a, good, that's a cool story. Yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know what a circle is. I passed geometry, but I had to cheat a little bit to get there. <laughs> tell my kids well, all the time. Tell the background about the geometry. I might have Gilbert. turned the tables on you there for a minute. What, 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 I, what I wanted to say is, you know, we've all had some lessons learned through this deal. I let Brandon talk a little about his lessons learned with his rangefinder, right? I mean, we all carry one in our pockets, right? right? It's really important for bow hunters to understand yeah. and how to judge distance, distance without having that rangefinder or really just be able to pick up two distances and understand where that range is. And, and look, these critters are... They're huge and they're majestic. And I, I, when I first started bow hunting them, I would get lost in that rangefinder as they're walking up. You're just almost mesmerized, you know. So I let him talk about his little failure mechanism and the things that he can do better now moving forward to help himself not have to worry about that dadgum rangefinder all the time. Well, and that was that was kind of a an odd incident, really. Yeah. I mean, because it was the second bull that came in. Right. Right. The first bull that came in came in pretty much on a straight line towards you yeah right and yeah and and, and, and joe was calling behind us yeah joe was calling behind us and the and the bull came in pretty much on the beeline towards you and you were 40 yards out from me Uh ahead of me sure so so the bull actually got i don't know what what did he get 40 yards from you but he the closest yeah 40 48 yards from me but quartering to me severely correct yeah Yeah, i mean no it was a frontal shot you didn't have a shot right but i'm just saying he was he was broadside to me but he was over 70 sure 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 and but he slowly walked in feeding the whole time right and and you said that you thought a little movement from you or i felt that there was possibly you know i felt a little wind on the back of my neck so i wasn't quite sure what yeah what happened there so yeah so it so the bull boogered and and we didn't get the opportunity and then joe continued calling here comes another bull on the same exact line right and you know i i i had ranged sure several trees right i knew my 30 i knew my 50 and and i felt comfortable with that right but what was going on was this bull was taking the same exact line that the other one had taken i'm like well let me just check on this he's going to come in broadside let me make sure you know so i i sat there and i was kind of using it almost as a binocular yeah, right exactly. so i'm looking at it and i'm like oh that's pretty cool that's a nice looking bull and 84 yards you know and then when but that was when he was a little bit angled away and he was taking the same track so you know, the closest i figured he was going to get was that 75 sure i'm looking at 75 Yep, 75, and all of a sudden he makes an abrupt right, which puts him coming straight towards me. And at that point, he takes four steps, and he's at 46 yards, and I'm like, 
sitting here. <laughs> Still oh, with the range finder. You know, I mean, yeah. but he only took like four steps. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I'm like, and I yeah. start to lower the range finder. Yeah. And he just <laughs> stares at me. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh. Freeze. Yeah. You know, so now I'm froze. Yeah. And I'm sitting there for three minutes. Yeah. Holding my bow. Looking yeah. on through the range finder. I'm waiting for any minute. The shwack, yeah, and, and I was frozen, but yeah. we couldn't see we couldn't each other see well. Each other, yeah. So I'm trying to, I tried to ease it down a little bit more, and he did one of these, and I'm like, okay, that's not an option. Gilbert, kill him, please. But at that point, you know, we had no communication. There's nothing I could do. And, and well, I, I, finally I, he, something, something he didn't like, and he boogered, and then that's right. when you drew back. And you had them at 35 or yeah, something like yeah. that, and that's when your peep, peep deal, yeah. Peep was, it, mean, was, so, it was a total wreck. So, at, yeah, I mean, at, we should have killed that bull. Both of us should have killed that right. bull, yeah. and neither of us killed that bull. Yeah, yeah. And, was, and, and let me tell you, this is, a, as a guide and uh, and somebody that works with multiple hunters, two-on-one, um, I've even done more. We even had more of Three. us out there, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, But I think a big problem sometimes is, and you have to understand this. A lot of us have been athletes and we've gone through teams and we've learned not to be selfish and things like that. But there's also one thing that I always had to teach my teams is that when you have the shot, when it is going to be your comfort zone, it's going to be uh, within your range, it's going to be a killing shot, you take that shot. You, you don't think, well, Bob's going to have a chance at that. No, because Bob is thinking, well, Gary might have a chance at that. Yeah. And you end up with a bull that walks away. Yeah. And I can tell you as a guide, man, that it's is deflating. so yeah. irritating. Yeah. It, it's almost to the point where sometimes I'll say, well, Gary, you stay with me. And Bob, you <clears throat> go up front because I'll know you'll shoot. Yeah. You know, yeah. and... And that's the way it has to be. If you're split in what we call um, a flying flying V, V. so that you go out like this, or if you're in an L where one person's in the front, one person's to the side, when you have that shot, when you have that killing shot, you take that shot. You don't think, well, Bob might have it. That's not the point. The point is, is that we are out hunting as a team to put an animal on the ground. So we'll do that as a team yeah. and and be happy for whoever sure, it sure. makes that. Absolutely. Plus, plus one's now on the ground, and that makes it a whole lot easier. For everybody to help. Yeah, yeah. For, for people to help out. So that, that two-person shooter thing, you know, sometimes people are like, well, if it comes to the right, it's me. If it comes to, well, what if it's in the middle, yeah. you know? And, and I know exactly what Brendan is saying. Brendan is like, well, if I move, <laughs> I'm going to spook that animal, and I'm going to screw it up for... Sure. Not just me, but for yeah, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> when all actuality is that he, because he's locked down by an animal, the the chances of Gilbert having a shot or him having a shot are are now slim to none. Yeah. So really, again, you do the math, and that is if he does not make some kind of attempt. And I can tell you this: I have taken an arrow out, knocked it pulled back and killed a bull staring at me the whole time. Yeah. Just because they've locked in on you does not mean they're not going to allow you to make a move. Yeah. Sometimes it's a matter of time of you making that move before yeah. they do something. Yeah, and, and Joe, it really doesn't matter. If you don't make a move, you're never going to kill it, that bull. It's, gonna, it's right? gone. It's and, and, gone. And, and, and for me, I, I do call. So if the bull boogers, I'm going to stop it. Right. You know, we're going to 
we're going to have another opportunity probably to get an arrow at him, right? If you can see through your peep, right? But but, But it's exactly what happened. But but to your point, Joe, when you're saying it's a matter of time, how long you take to actually do it, meaning what you're saying is if you just do it super slow, you eventually yeah. will be allowed to yeah. make those moves or you in front won't. of the bull and stand at you. Is that what you mean? You, you, just, you just do it to the ring. You just do it. Yeah. You pull out the arrow, you yeah. put it on, you pull slow. back, and you take your shot. Because it seems like elk, when, when they have busted you, mm-hmm. it's almost like they have this internal clock of, okay, I'm going to give it a second to figure this out. Mm-hmm. It Got doesn't it. feel right. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, if you're doing that and even if you scream a bugle at the same time yeah. do something that's just going to distract them a little bit yeah. and and just do that window. and just give it the effort because yeah. you're without either, the effort you're not going to have nothing. you're not going to have an animal zero e- either either you're going to have an opportunity so it's like this if i do nothing you're going to get nothing i'm going to get nothing if i do something i at least have a 50 50 right so that's just something to think about. I, and I, I, and I, I totally understand his thinking. Me too, me too. I totally get it because he's like, well, maybe if I don't move, then that animal is going to relax and go by Gilbert and right. he's going to have his shot, right? Or, or if he took one more step, yeah. I could have had a chance. Right. His head would have went behind the tree and I could have had a chance to But I can tell you, once together. those ears go... and they're locked in on you just go ahead and make you move it's not happening man i mean go ahead and make you move see what happens i'm gonna stop him when he boogers now if they bark at you yeah you have an opportunity he did bark at us he barked at us twice after 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 he came back but yeah because when they bark at you they're they're saying i don't know what you are um show yourself right it's kind of like telling you well what's up what's What's yeah show me are you an elk right (laughs) so at that point he was 90 plus yards sure absolutely yeah it's done at that point but i i just want people to understand that because there's little things that that i get to see in each one of you when in your learning curve that i think can help so many people out there Mm -hmm. and and that's one of them you know uh you know I, I talked to the guys, and, and we mentioned on the last podcast, about when you're stalking of not skylining yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. That That's one of the things. It's just little things, like talking about footwork, right. like what we talked about yeah. today. Um, Chav, Chav was so good when I was hunting with him so many times. He would tell me, hey, look, before we get in that area, let's stop and let's scan and look before we bail off into something so we don't blow it off. Right. Many times we walked into a herd of elk because we saw them first before we before we got there he's you talk about the master assassin this guy here has learned how to dive into a herd of elk without ever being seen right so he really helped me with understanding how to get inside of an elk herd without doing any calling it's them quiet guys you got to watch out for (laughs) absolutely (laughs) quiet assassins so that's day that's day five right right Mm -hmm. day day five ends with a little bit of anxiousness right i'm apologizing to my coach that i didn't get it done uh and he's like hey i got confidence in you we're gonna go back out there and put the work in Day six rolls around. Actually, I told him, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Quit your whining. <laughs> yeah, we t- call the wa- call the ambulance. You know, uh, day six comes around, and holy smokes, did we put on the zapatos? I mean, holy crap, man! This guy decides we're gonna walk every ridge in New Mexico till we find them, right? And we did. And uh, it was 
awesome, man. I'm telling you, I like to die up on that mountain twice. I had to beg him to stop. But we jumped in the middle of two herds and of elk, Joe. And it was so cool, the fact that we all went out together. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. It was Everybody. a big group. It, it was, was a huge yeah. group, man. Huge group. Two cameramen. Five of us. Uh, Joe and I, we had a plan that if we get separated, Manano and Brendan would come with me. <clears throat> Luis would go with him because... You know, at the end of the day, we're hunting elk, right? Right. And and Joe needs to be in the middle of them too. We we fi- thank God we jumped in the middle of this herd so we could slow down. And uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Joe well, take but, it off. But before before that, you gotta explain what the circle. <laughs> What's the deal with circles? Right. Let me let, let me just look. before we get too far into it is that uh, you know. The show, Big O over here, is always doing some things and saying some things, and I'm like shaking my head, and, and it's what, and he does it just to get my ire up, right? You know, he just wants to, he just wants to see, get a reaction out of Joe, right? So I'm like, you know what, dude? I think I'll just because I'm leading the pack all the time out always, there, so, yep. so I'm like, I think I'll just start walking you around in circles, right? <laughs> and he's like. I know what a circle is, Joe. <laughs> That's what I told him. I said, Joe, I know what a circle is. I passed geometry. And we ain't doing no circles down here. You go down to come back up to go back down. No. Let's go over the middle. We ain't got to go in a circle, Joe. You're killing me here, dude. So, so because of that, I throughout the day, <laughs> I was just like, let me see how tight of a circle I could get him to follow me. <laughs> oh, you know, they make they make fun of the few times. They make fun of the round guys, but they always want to keep you around for some, for some laughs and entertainment. And hold tight for an upcoming best propaganda commercial, however you want to call it, for the Valkyrie Camo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hey. If it can hide me, it can hide anybody. Uh, I, I promise you. Uh, and, and so throughout, he, we would be doing something. He'd be all of a sudden he'd go, "Feels like a circle, Joe." <laughs> that was a half moon, Joe. I'm like, that was a half moon. We can't have that. Let's go, man. So we really start dogging this herd, and I mean, we can hear them in front of us, and we've been hearing them in front of us the last so, hour. You time know? out. Yeah, we started all the way on the east side. I know. Right? I, I said I mean, the whole ridges in New Mexico, it, and then and then we just kept on following. We started at Johnson's Mesa, and we ended up over in Chama. That's right. <laughs> he counts in ridges. He, he doesn't count in miles. No, that's it. I told How you. Many we started in Johnson's Mesa, ended in Chama. <laughs> I ain't lying, man. I'm telling you. So we parked. A, we parked the bike seven miles from where we started, and we ended okay? up at camp. And we ended up at camp. I'm like, Walking. so we get it to the top of this apex of where we're diving into this herd and i told him joe you got to stop son i'm about to die I, i'm not lying i'm not the one that wants to be the weak link but somebody's gonna have to carry my big butt off this mountain my foot's killing me my lungs are burning and i can hear the elk by god i want to get there i know but i can't kill nothing when i'm laid over kill over in the dadgum in the dadgum snow i'm like man i said damn joe just give me one minute joe. one minute he looks at me and he shakes his head man you know and, and then he looks back at me and i'm like all right let's go we dive in there i never shook my head we dive. Yeah, it was more like this it was more like 
But what y'all don't understand is this guy will go up there and stop. I'm still 15 seconds behind him, and then he goes again. I ain't had a break. We're we're seven seconds behind him. We get there, we get one. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Bottom line is this guy coaches like nobody. He will demand you to put the work in, and look, he will get you in the middle of a herd of elk. Which is what happens. Exactly. That is exactly what happened. He said, we will not be denied today. We will be in the middle of that herd of elk come hell or high water. And that's exactly what happened. Or heart put attacks. Us, yeah, put, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> put us right in the middle of that herd of elk. We dive off over the top of this ridge. And when we dive off, I'm begging for another opportunity to stop. I, I look in front of us and a cow dives off. Joe, a cow. He's like, man, heck with that cow. We're going to get in the herd. And then he turns and looks, and it's like whack-a-mole. Elk popping up everywhere. Oh, man. That was Put the brakes on, son. Let's look out here what we got. Because at the end of the day, me and him are killing cows. It don't matter. Whatever gets in the way. Whatever gets in the way, we're killing them, right? So uh, I'm going to let Joe take it over from there because it was a special time with him and Manano, uh, or him and Luis, and me and yeah. Manano and Brendan. Uh, I'll let Joe take it over from there. Yeah, because it's kind of, I mean, with a herd that size, uh, there's a lot of different groups. So I end up seeing uh, and hearing a bunch of cows bail off. And I had a bull. Now, let me tell you, you hear a lot of times that if you get in a bull's bubble with his cows, that they're going to come defend them. That depends on that time of year, man, because there's sometimes we're like, Oh, I don't care. Take them, you know. And and the cows are the ones that are actually leading what's going on. And the bulls just trailing. So they start to bail off. And, man, I tell you what, this was going to be, you know, like I said, I've been focused on everybody else getting shot. So this was going to be my opportunity to go. And I start going after them. I challenge the bull. The bull actually does a reversal on me, comes around and catches me. So... He takes off again. His cows don't know what's going on, and I know if I control their movement that I control his movement. And there's other bulls screaming, too, at the same time. Well, I'm just bailing off down the hill with the with this group, unbeknownst to me that you guys are up there with a whole different group that you guys end up splitting up with at, yeah. at, oh, as yeah. well because it was so big, right? Yeah. And y'all got huge to see. Herd. Yeah, huge. it was just huge. Huge herd. So we're, I'm ba- bailing down, and... All of a sudden, I notice that there's something off my shoulder, and and I look back, and Luis is right there, man. Filming. Yeah, he's back there filming. You know, he's just following right behind me, and I mean, he was doing true blue because Manano was going to stay with you, and yeah. he was going to stay with me. I just had no idea that he was going to follow through like that. And I mean, we just bailed off, and guys, I, I wear hearing aids, so I hear a lot of stuff that's going on, and but... When you have a bird dog with you that has young ears, I, I'm constantly being reassured, and he's just pointing. He's like, bull, bull. And he's not telling me, go after that bull, go after this cow. He's just going, bull, 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 cows. You know, I'm hearing this here. You know, we use this symbol for cows, bull for the bugle, just like that. And he's like, bull, 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 cows right there. And so we're just going. And, and I'm telling you, if you've ever followed a herd of elk, 
Oh, oh yeah? It, it's it's like following my wife through Walmart. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh, man, he's going I didn't say that, Rhett. You had better have your shoes on because they get with the program when they're going to a destination. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Right? Yeah, buddy. So they're bailing off and we're bailing off. And <clears throat> my whole goal, guys, when is I never want to follow behind elk. Um, there's just too many stragglers and it just doesn't work out. I want to get to paralleling them. So I try to get off their side and where I can hear them and we're going down like this because there might be an opportunity where, and this is what happens, where they actually turn and come into you and you have the wind advantage, uh, you have the placement advantage. So I'm going down and really... Look, in my mind, when I do things like this, I'm making decisions all the time by what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, and where they're going. It's just how my mind works after these years of dealing with elk. So I don't really, I don't really think about it. I just do it. Uh, but Luis had a, a unique perspective because he was right on my butt the whole time. And, yeah. and I'm going to let you actually... No, I... I told you, you know, I, I, I told you after after the kill and everything, and I said, man, you're, you're something out of this world because um, just having the opportunity to just be on your six Shadow for the entire guy. time, it was an an incredible experience. I told you, I said, I'm, I'm, this is a memory I'm going to take with me to my grave because watching the way that you had to so quickly process every all the information around you, um, with regards to the cows, with regards to the bulls, and how they were acting, how they were reacting to everything that you were throwing at them, right? Because it's it's not just them talking and you trying to figure something out. It's you responding and then watching them respond and then you trying to figure something out and trying to figure where they were going. So I'm just back there trying to film most of it and just, you know, watching your your face just kind of look everywhere and trying to figure out figure these guys out and trying to outsmart them um it, it, one of the coolest parts was when we got to that valley when we got to that road that <clears throat> it looked so, like they so split. when you say road it's this is really a trail, no, a trail going through a trail, right? my bad yeah. yeah so um when we got to the trail it looked like they split and we had a bull on the right-hand side and some cows on the right-hand side, but then we had another bull on the left-hand side with some cows as well. So it was a decision moment at that point. And obviously the wind uh, was coming, you know, kind of from the northwest to the southeast a little bit. And, and it was like, okay, what is he going to do now? So at that point, you decided to continue with the, with the group that was going northwest um, and be parallel to them. Obviously, when I saw that that was the decision being made, and it's just you didn't want to compromise you being spotted in the middle between the two groups. Now, at least that's how I interpreted it. You started going up the ridge, and I looked at that ridge, and I'm like, "Oh crap, here we go." So uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, and, and look, we're talking, we're talking. This is this is no easy terrain. I mean, this is deadfall. Thick volcanic rock, big boulders. It boulders. I mean, it's just uh, branches everywhere, and uh, we're trying to keep up with a herd of elk going up the hill. I mean, this is where these guys live. These are athletes. Um, so anyway, we kept on going, 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 and uh, eventually, uh, what you were trying to do is intersect them, 
and um, they they happen to give us a break they happen to stop for a while and, and started start feeding, feeding. Mm -hmm. and then when they started feeding um, is like you found the moment you found the moment in which you could okay we we gain ground we're parallel to them um, you know we intersected them and uh, at that point I could see you looking for lanes and getting in position and you found your position and I stayed back I wanted it so bad to be right behind you to, so I could capture the actual sh shot but I just stayed back because I knew that at that point if I ever moved or did anything so there I were a lot of eyes down there, there were a lot of eyes and, <laughs> and something you know I would have blown it so that's the last thing I wanted especially after all the effort that you had put on it um, so I just stood there and watched you and I could see you hesitate a couple of times trying to lift your bow and then you uh, in your face I could read as like you were telling yourself no just wait take your time it's just take your time and pick the right moment and you sure did and you waited there I don't know how long we were there for maybe about five minutes but it feels like seems half like hour. oh man seems yeah. forever yeah <laughs> so, it always so, does yeah, yeah. it's so, like slow motion almost and then at that point I saw you draw and I was like well something's gonna die <laughs> so, so so um i could see some cows yeah you know, through the uh bush and you know through the trees and stuff like that and i'm, I'm thinking well he's going after a cow and um so which you, was totally yeah. my intent i was yeah. going to take yeah whatever shot i had Absolutely. at whatever animal at this point in time in the game yeah and still yeah. having guys that i needed to tag out yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely so you take that shot and i hear a crack yeah. And I'm like, man, I don't know. That didn't sound like a good shot. What's going on here? And uh, and then I see you knocking. Deja vu last year, huh? I see you knocking. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I see you knocking another arrow, and I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? So I I obviously heard the, you know, some cows and stuff like that move around, some branches uh, being broken, and you know, animal movement. But I see you draw again, and I tell you what, guys. I mean, the way this the the joe's bow is designed it's not designed to be held like with 85 percent let off like most of the modern bows are right so when he draws it's because that arrow is going to fly shortly after yeah. so when he drew again i'm like well, well what's going to happen now yeah. and sure enough he, he he throws out you know he that Got missile and uh and then I hear I hear a, a big movement, a big animal moving uh, through the branches. But I hear branches breaking and stuff breaking. I'm like, oh, something, something, something happened here. And um, at that point, I looked at you. You looked at me. You asked me a question. You asked me, yeah. I don't know. I can't see. I, yeah. I, I just yeah. can't see yeah. anything. You know. So I got close to him, and he said, well, you know, let's wait here for a little bit. Um, it was it was it was a nice you know it was a nice bull and I was like really a bull I didn't see a bull I just saw cows and I was like yeah no it was a bull he he came in close and I just kind of judge him for about fifty yards fifty five yards so so the first the first time so when I get up there and I get in position I actually had to stalk over through the sunlight to get in position uh -huh, so uh -huh. I'm kind of like doing all fours type thing to get there and. 
I get in position and the cows are feeding up the hill, but nothing is providing a shot right now. So like he said, I'm just like biding my time because there's so much activity of cows. I know something's going to present when all of a sudden I see something to the side moving and I look and I see the antlers and there's a bull in the group that's feeding as well. So then my focus shifted over to the bull and the bull, he, He's just eating and eating and eating. So I'm just like, I'm going to wait and see what happens. Well, he turns and he comes to the point where now I have nothing but kill zone where I want to shoot that mid body, right? I, that's yeah. where I want to take him. But, and I didn't even notice it really at the time, but where he walked and because I'm up above, there's all kinds of fallen logs oh, and stuff. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. so there's a fallen log that is just above his, kill zone. his, his, well, it's right below, below his below kill, kill zone, zone. Yeah. and and just right in position. And I figured him, again, guys, I don't range fine. I go yeah. off of instinct. Mm -hmm. So I figured right around 40 yards. And so when I, I pull back, let fly, flight is looking perfect, and it drops four inches low and right oh. in the pong, right into <laughs> this log, man. And so when that happens, it, it's like you said, when they booger, this guy, he doesn't know what's going on. He hears mm. that crack and it surprised him. So he runs and he comes right back another 10 yards further. And I'm like, four inches low? He must have been 50. Yeah. So right now he must be 60. Right. So I used my 60-yard pin. Yeah. <laughs> Which is his brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I looked at him. I know now he's, he's at 60. Um, I, I let fly. And I don't even think when I do this stuff. It's just how it yeah. goes, right? So I let fly, and I see the arrow going perfectly, but at 60 yards, I lose it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then I don't hear anything. Right. I don't hear thump. I don't hear crack. I don't hear anything. So, of course, I'm like, oh, is it Joe's hearing aids or what? So I go to the young ears, and I'm like, did you hear it? Could you tell? He's like, I didn't, I didn't hear anything, you know? Yeah. So... I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it was a clean miss and it went into the grass or dirt, which in this rock and log world that was there. But y'all need to understand right? that this, this shot, I mean, when you look at the stuff, the environment around, like, the. It was just a window. Air, <laughs> that, oh, my God. But the window was so minimal. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I, I, I looked at it. And look, there's a couple of windows where he was standing from. And when he told me where he shot from, I'm thinking it's the obvious one on the left hand side, which is way open. But when he then he told me where that bull was standing, I'm like, I'm looking at it. This is unbelievable. I just don't understand how that arrow went through that stuff at 60 yards. Yeah. And and it was an amazing shot. That's all I have to say. It's just uh, unbelievable. For so I, I tell Luis, I go, Luis, I want you to stand here. I'm going to go down and check Look for my arrow. Yeah. So I go down. First thing I do is pull the arrow that's in the tree, and I set it up. So that gives me a line right there because it was almost the exact same shot, but a little further. And so I go in and I'm, st and I'm looking and there's no arrow, man. Now, I'm not really waiting a long time here because I wasn't gonna, planning on tracking the animal, mm -hmm. right? I just wanted to find the arrow sure, first see and get, what kind of hit we got. get some information. Sure. So I, I go down there and I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm like, where the heck is the arrow, you know? And I don't see anything. And so I look and I said, well, there's two tracks. So I look, one, two. And for some reason, I look off to the side 30 yards away. I see my bull nose up where he just fell backwards, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
Smoked. Muerto. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Smoked him, man. Oh, and and so it it was it was uh, he was slightly quartering. Yeah. Just a little bit. <coughs> yeah, slightly quartering away. So I put it right where I shoot, mid body, about three to four inches back. It hits right there. He's quartering a little bit, so it comes out the golden triangle. Oh, yeah. And perfect shot. I and mm. I mean, he just barreled up, man. And, and we're just I, hearing right? bulls. Bugling. Yeah, yeah there's bulls bugling around here right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all doing that right now. So when and I tell you what, um, so. When I saw that bull there, I, I just came back and I told, I, I saw Luis and I was just, <laughs> yeah. damn, man. Yeah. I mean, the silverback just, was pumping his chest. Oh, like, ah. I, I was just, I was just so uh, full of emotion, and uh, I, I really, I really was. It was uh, when we got down to that bull. It was, it was, uh, it was a special moment there, and it was a moment that I just wanted to take in because, you know. My wife had just texted me the night before, and she's like, you know, uh, I said, she said, you know, you've been working so hard to get these guys a, a bull. And she goes, you know, I hope you get an opportunity. I was like, it's all good. I'm having a great time. Yeah. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And, you know, part of me had already consigned to just focusing on what I needed to, you know. Sure, sure. So, yeah, and, and you, you know, after we separated, the guys and I had an unbelievable time. Uh, both of us got inter interlocked with some bulls. I actually saw something that I've never seen before in my life. I actually watched a bull bed his cows down. And he made three different Roundup-type bugles, and those cows bedded right next to him. Huh. I'd never seen that happen before, and the cows and the calves bedded. And then he came walking out. I, I sounded like a big old herd bull coming through there, and he come walking out to meet me. Just a lot of, he was in some real thick stuff. I probably could have done a better job of getting a better uh, a better window to really try to uh, challenge him from, but that's just not the way it worked out, right? Uh, they got a little gust from the gods, and psh, they went their own way. Uh, look, we're seven miles, six miles into this deal. I'm wore out. I, I actually pull base maps up, right? Because I think I know exactly where I'm at. I'm on uh, on the backside of a ridge, and I, I think I know I'm How many exactly later? three, three or four. I guess we're in Chama. So uh, at the end of the day, I knew he was in Chama. I needed to drop down to Cimarron. Uh, so at the end of the day, I said, I'm going to figure out where I'm at. You know, I hear the bulls going. Manano and Brendan had went off and and uh, got tried to get in the middle of a herd and a herd bull, a giant bull. They had a really cool, you know, encounter An with amazing, him. Got amazing. within got within sixty yards. Right. They got to see some really cool elk, elk mannerisms and right. and stuff like that. Learning experience for them for sure. And they dive off where they dove off, and, and we literally. Maybe 90 yards, we meet up 90 yards from where you carry your, carry your bull, but you hadn't killed him yet, right? right yeah. So I look at them, I said, look, man, I'm going to tell you right now, Joe is so deep in this herd, I know what's going to happen. He's just going to go to camp, you know? I said, let's just walk to camp. Well, I mean, camp's another mile and a half down the hill, so <laughs> thank God it was downhill, right? So uh, we drive, we we walk into camp, and before you know it, here comes I hear Joe crow calling up the up the road and everything, and he comes walking in, and I said, "Man, what's up?" And he does like that, and he's got blood on his hand. I mean, it was much jubilation. Everybody's <laughs> ready to go get the packs on and go get this bull, you know, and uh, 
it was it was unbelievable to see the emotion on Joe and then the adoration that Luis has for his coach, right? And uh and, and the opportunity that he got to spend with him. I've got to spend eleven seasons of my life with this dude, man. You know, it's been it's been amazing, and especially to have Chab, Chab in camp. My last five years, he's been at my side just about every bull I've killed, right? From the you know some of the longest shots I've ever made to some of the coolest last year being right on my shoulder as we killed that last that bull, uh, you know, right before dark. Um, you know, on day six morning wakes up and it is cold again you know oh uh, man it's cold. let's talk about cold yeah, man it is cold <laughs> again it's in the it's in the mid-20s you know uh I, it's still cold I, yeah yeah it's in the mid-20s and me and brendan and uh, the guys we decide we're gonna go out again and i mean you know i'll let uh i'll let joe talk about or, or Luis talk about day six and how how that all went off right so uh Day six is when Joe kills his bull, right? Yeah. So that evening we get back. We, Luis is such a team player. He tells Joe, I'm going to process your bull for you. You go on back out with Gilbert and Brendan and Manano. The you know the other mafia member grabs the camera, does what he look. These, and I want you guys to know something. These guys got deer and bear bear tags. Right? right. They could separate from the group at any time yeah, and absolutely. do their thing. Right. And yeah. none of us would say a word. But they are not that kind of guy. They are going to ride or die with their group. So Manano says, "Hey, I got you, Big O." He says, "You gonna kill a bull tonight?" I ordered it. Yeah, he ordered. It. He said, <laughs> yeah. I, "I order you to kill a bull." Tonight. He said, "Joe, Chab ordered one." He did. Yeah, yeah. So did too. He said, three down." He goes, "Y'all got to kill one more tonight." You know, that's yeah, what, at least one more tonight. <laughs> yeah, he said. Coach Chab. Texas up here on the mountain. Uh, shout out to Zolio. 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 Yep. Uh, we've been able to stay in touch with Chab the whole time. So he says, y'all got to go get one more. So Joe says, hey, we got one more to go get. Uh, there's the, the the little Zolio deal right there. If you guys don't know about it, go check them out at Zolio.com. Uh, we have the, nothing to do with yeah, it. We have, it's just some, yeah, I, it's that's a, some shameless yeah. plug for Zolio, yeah. but at the end of the day, it's made our lives a lot easier. Yeah. Than, uh, for sure. So, you know, Joe gets us up, decides he's going to take us down to the end of that ridge again. We go up, we go down, make a half moon, and a drop off on a little road. And Joe says, guys, if y'all want to talk to your families, here's the place to do it. We're going to wait and let you see this, get this wind right. Uh, wind gets right for us. He said, we're going to make a last-ditch effort and dive off into this ridge. Dive off into that ridge, Joe, and it is on fire. I'm talking straight up out of the... You know, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Yeah, I mean, boo, 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 here they go. And, and wind wasn't right. Wind was horrible. Wind was horrible. We dive in on was, this big herd horrible. with about 30 cows, and he's wheezing. I mean, in our face. I can see his feet walking. I'm like, this is going to happen come hell or high water, the wind or not. We're going to dive off in this group and make lemons, lemonade out of lemons for sure. We dive off in that group, blow that herd up. Two more bulls are sounding off to our left. We dive off this next ridge, and it is treacherous, man. Boulders everywhere. We're slip sliding around. But it's getting dark, man. It's getting dark, and Joe's really wanting to you know, make a last-ditch effort. We dive off into that deal, man. And Manano's the cameraman on the whole thing, so I'm going to let you finish it out. Camera bro. beat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to let you finish it out. Man. Give, give me what you saw there, Manon. Well, I saw uh, uh, 
kind of a silverback doing a great long shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't get the uh, the elk. Yeah. No, that's camera A stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, camera, <laughs> camera B, but I yeah. did record uh, the shot. Uh, the shot. I I yeah. saw Gilbert just ranging the elk really fast, and uh, he just drew uh, really fast too, and cut it loose. And I heard the flitch, the 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 arrow going through the animal like uh, like a pillow. Yes, yeah. it, it was like a whack. Yeah, and uh, 15 seconds later, I heard the crash. I mean, it was a, like a <laughs> and Gilbert was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, somebody feels the pressure, no doubt. You know, pressure is what you feel when you don't know what you're doing. We put in a lot of practice here. These guys watch us practice all the time when we're here at Elk Camp. We shoot 90 yards, 80 yards, 70 yards, 60 yards. And that's so when we're in that situation, none of that feels foreign, you know. I blew up a bull getting into that bull, right? Joe's calling and bulls are coming out of everywhere. I dive off. Joe says, go down there, right? So I dive off. And I dive off as deep as I can get until I start to see something. And I'm telling you, I run right over a dadgum five-by-five. And he, he was standing 30. <laughs> Five yards in front of me and I never saw him. These critters blend in really good. Mm-hmm. It's he amazing. Blo- he blows out of there, man, runs up the I, hill. I didn't see him. Right, right. Uh, I was really close to I, I don't know if, if Joe even saw him, but at the end no. of the day, I blew him up and Joe saw him running up the side of the ridge. Well, he screams this hard, you know, challenging bugle like he's the one who just whipped his butt. Bull runs up there and the Weezer bull stands in front of us and going, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can see his feet. Well, he's directly in line of an aspen tree of me. He decides he's going to go to the right-hand side of that aspen tree, which is to his left. Joe decides he's going to go to the left side of me and start calling. The bull actually turns around and walks to the left. And when he walks out, I've ranged this little area where he's going to come in this dip. It's straight down a hill. He's going to come in. It's either 60 or 45. He's going to be somewhere in that in that area. I shot him for 45, 50, and when I drew back, I, I knew it was downhill. I could use my 40-yard pin. I needed him to walk in that window. I unlatched, straightened my pin, latched back again, and he's walking. As he walks into that deal, I draw, and it was he just was really fast. It was just by happenstance that I cow called and Joe cow called at the same time when I draw, and he stops. And he don't even look at me. He looks up the hill at Joe. I can see him staring right he's, at me. He's quartering hard to me, <laughs> but I see a crease. And when I saw that crease, I'm I shooting him for you know fifty. 45, 50 yards, and I used my my 40-yard pin. I put it in that crease, just a little high center, poof, send the missile, and I knew it hit him a little high. But look, I always think my arrow is going to go high because I aim just a little bit high. It hit that bull, and I'm telling you in the video, you will watch 15 seconds he's down and done, man. Game over, set match, <laughs> big old scores. And I'm telling you, the monkey is off the back, man. I, I had let this guy down, felt like I really had, and, man, the emotions hit me. Look, I, you know, I hadn't been able to train a whole lot this year because I've had some physical ailments, but I'm telling you right now, I never quit mentally. Right, I'm 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 gonna stay in the game as long as I can. If you got to drag my ass up that mountain, right? Uh, and Joe does that per- periodically. He will drag me up that mountain. That <laughs> night, he we, 
we wheeled ourselves in the middle of that herd come hell or high so water. So it was one of those deals where most people think the night's over. Right. And no, that's the one thing that I want to tell you is that you can hunt for eight days straight and nothing. Yeah. And in five minutes, everything changes. changes. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so. We're in almost two for, we, almost, we had another bull coming in on yeah. the left side with well, Brandon. What you, I mean, Brandon was getting ready to unleash on your bull, exactly. man. Exactly. And there was he another was one up there on the side that I, and that's why I put you down below because of the one down there. And there was one up on the ridge, so I put him over there. And I thought I was going to get a twofer out of it. I really did. Because <laughs> yep. it was a perfect perfect storm. Yeah, Brendan actually said, he said, man, I was getting ready to draw on your bull when all of a sudden he boogers. He said, I thought a you know, a twig snap or something. He goes, I had no clue. And then he said, I seen the bull run out there and crash. He goes, well, dang, I guess Gilbert's smoking. You know, you know, <laughs> man. <laughs> He's like, And, wow. you know, that's how it should have been. That is the situation, the situation how it should have been, been right yeah, there. So, sure. you know, that's where two shooters uh, in two different positions were, were – some, some was going to die. Oh, yeah. You know, at that point. I needed so. one step to his left. Yeah. And yeah. he would have exposed it. Yeah. But. Right. And, and, you know, Manano did a great job capturing the, the emotion of the deal, the emotion of the shot. You know, we would really wanted to focus a little more on our cutaway shots and, mm -hmm. and our our videography and stuff like right. that. Wait till you guys see this stuff, man. Joe's going to put it out here pretty quick. And There's the I'm pressure. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Joe's it. Joe's going to put it out pretty quick. Yeah. You like that, brother? I slid that. Within the next week or so, you'll probably be seeing all of this. Just slid that in there right there. Yeah. Uh, so I tell you what, I am, I am truly excited to try to put this together because... It's a lot of stuff. Last year, you know, it, and here's... Look, y'all, we are not professionals, no, man. That's what I mean, you're in our elk camp because this is what it's like. These guys are in these freaking blankets, you know. They're freezing <laughs> to death. Freezing to death. Chav, Chav's just trying to stay warm over here. It's it's after midnight because this we are not professionals what we do. We're trying to give something to you. And, uh, and so last year's That's... video was so hard to put together because of things, elements that just weren't there yeah. to tell you the story. Hopefully we have more of those elements because these guys, you know, I, I even sent them podcasts to listen to uh -huh. on the way traveling. Not, not to mention you know, what Chad was going through, brother. Right. You know, we had we had uh -huh. to worry about what Chad's well-being was, yep. bar none. Yep. Video, no video. Absolutely. It made yeah. no difference to right. us. Uh, Chad, and the, the, Chad's the, the podcasts take, yeah. take a lot of your time they as do. well. Oh, sure. Especially, Absolutely. you you know, with uploading the all of the the data into, yeah. into well, the internet when, when you put together yeah. when you put together everything the battle he was going right. through sure. doing the podcast doing the academy yeah. mm -hmm. putting camo out for the first time yeah mm -hmm. merchandise well, plus right. your emails and everyone yeah, else. And, yeah and, and, and communication with you guys man yeah. I, and look i got I, i've already looked there's a bunch of emails waiting for us for you know like like we're there but we're yeah. not we we're up in the hills so with no data and uh we'll, we'll get to you <laughs> and uh, it, if if you don't get an email from us, you'll get a phone call. And so I, I also encourage all of you, look, when you send an email, put your name, put your phone number down there because I'm a person that I, I'd rather we'll talk. The phone. Sometimes it's easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier than typing sometimes. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm excited. What I have seen and, and what everybody has put into it, just to show some of what we've done for you guys to experience this, um, 
it's truly special it is it, it is to us and and that's what i want to tell you guys out there is that you guys that are new or even some of you guys have been doing this for 10 years but you've never filled a tag you know hopefully you're listening to some of the stuff that we're teaching you hopefully you go back to some of our podcasts there's we're almost a pop our 90th podcast mm-hmm. and i and i tell you um all of it is teaching all of it is trying to help you to that next step and you can do this you can punch that tag if you put the work in if you learn the skill sets you know and and there's different perspectives to everything and it does take time and sometimes it takes some of that actual you know making the mistakes yeah right you know i mean brandon you've listened to the podcast religiously man going across country exactly we talk about a failure mechanism all the time when in our sport that i coach in softball you got to be okay with sucking 70 percent of the time sure you know because 30 percent of the time is going to make you a rock star you know so it's the same thing here you got to pay your dues you got to put your time in right and you got to take your lumps you got to get better you know you don't quit you know, uh, all of those things go into play, man. But you gotta; those failures got to turn into wins, right? At the end of the day, it took me four years to kill my first bull. You can ask Joe. You know, we put in a lot of time together, uh, a lot of opportunities missed, blown. I wounded a couple bulls, stuff like it. it. Was really until I took my daughter elk hunting and understood the anatomy of a bull. When I watched her kill that bull, and it, it died in 13 seconds, I mean, just up, feet up, done, it really taught me something about the anatomy of those animals, and it really helped me out a whole lot. And I, I'll tell you something else that you get taught. I mean, you see this guy up here right now, yeah. and he's not up here because he's up here to kill an elk. He's up here because of the relationships That's right. that yeah. are in his life. And with, we love him dearly. With, with all of these guys. and. Yeah. You, you don't know um, when something happens uh, in all of our lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, when a child gets COVID, yeah. when a new baby is born, right. um, when uh, you, you finally realize <laughs> that you're not everything that you thought you were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's just jealous of my chuckles. You know, it's a, it's about the relationships, man. All day, it's every day, all, uh, man. Yeah. We That's we cool. say it all the time. It's not about the har- <laughs> It's not about the harvest. It's all about the hunt. And I'm telling you, it's been a phenomenal hunt. The elk finally cooperated. The weather was wild and woolly up here on the mountains in new mexico guys if you like what we're doing please rate subscribe and review to us if you like what we're doing man please drop us a note on uh elkbros uh, com and info at elkbros.com um it's been an unbelievable show joe so cool to have chad back up in camp with us we can't Absolutely. wait to have you know have him back uh he's been back on the podcast weekly with us and we love that having man been an awesome time with everyone here in camp the venezuela mafia showed up the cat killer brendan uh the pennsylvania cat killer brendan Hulahan showed up guys please hug your wives wives kiss your husbands hug your babies keep your broadheads sharp and your powder dry and we'll see you next week right here on blue collar elk hunting thanks for coming into elk camp everybody mm-hmm. enjoyed it peace In wild country, 
Rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.